0: Welcome to Rope Access Tips, Tricks and Chats. As always, I'm your host, Lee Greenwood. And I'd like to say welcome to this episode. This week, we're going to look at conversions. There's people out there that hold various qualifications in the Rope Access world, whether it be Sprat, Soft, IRANs, ARAA, all of these different qualifications that... um, they're thinking, maybe I need to move over to the Arata system. Might open some different doors for you. Hopefully give you some more work at the end of the day. That's what it's all about. It's not about what qualification you have. It's about, can I actually get a job after I've done that course? So we're going to run through a couple of those today. The two that we've got in focus today are the uh, Sprat to Arata conversion and the Soft to IRATA conversion. These two are available on the website, irata.org so if you want to have a check out of those um, jump on there and have a look there will be uh, another couple of episodes happening in the future looking at some of the other qualifications and ways that we can move forward with those but let's crack straight on to it many of you may know that direct entry is no longer available that's something that came in that was people with uh, without any qualification being able to move into the irata system Now there's a conversion system so you need to have some sort of qualification from some sort of rope access body very similar to Arata and look to move over to the Arata system. Let's have a closer look at how you move from Sprat over to Arata. So what I'm looking at doing is just running through what the requirements are hopefully help some of you guys who are a bit confused about it work out how you can go forward with this and what you require. It is quite a straightforward process depending on what Sprat qualification you have and you will only need to attend one um, IRATA course, being that a level 1, a level 2 or a level 3 course to convert over to the IRATA system. I'll just run through the document IRATA's got out there. This is available on their website if you want to have a read through it but I thought it would be good just to run through it. So if you are a Sprat level 1, there is no real conversion. You just need to attend four-day training course with a IRATA uh, assessment. So four days of training and IRATA training provider, and then the independent one-day assessment. So that's pretty straightforward. If you're a level two Sprat and you've got a minimum of a thousand hours, you need to be an in-date Sprat level two, and you've got a minimum of one thousand hours that is properly presented in a Sprat logbook. That's the only way you can present the hours and you've held that level for at least one year, you're able to move over to a IRATA Level 2. All you need to do is minimum of four days training and an independent IRATA assessment, so pretty straightforward. If you're a Level 2 and you don't meet those requirements, so you don't have the 1,000 hours and you don't have the 12 months experience, then you basically have to come in as a Level 1. If you're a Level 3, and you uh, Sprat level three, and you want to move over to the Irada system. Very similar. You need to uh, have a minimum of a thousand hours at that level, and a minimum of one year's experience at that level. So in total, you'll need a minimum of two thousand hours. A uh, thousand of those being since you got your Sprat level three. All need to be presented in a Sprat logbook, as with the level two. And then uh, once again, for those training one-day independent assessment, and then if you pass, you'll walk away with your Irada Level 3. So pretty straightforward for that one. If you don't fall into that category and you've got your Sprat Level 3 and you don't have the 1,000 hours or the one year's experience, uh, you're eligible to go for the Level 2, making sure you can provide the minimum um, hours there. If this is something you're interested in, you just need to get in contact with your local Arata training member company, the TMC, and once they've satisfied themselves that uh, you meet the requirements, um, they will apply to Arata Registration Department to get approval. Big one here, guys uh, no training or assessment can take place before Arata Registration Department has uh, given approval for it to proceed. There's a list of documents that um, IRATA will require from the TMC. So basically they'll require them from you. Name of the candidate. There'll be an application fee that is non-refundable. Copy of the Sprat certification showing both registration and expiry date. So a copy of your uh, certificate. A copy of the ID card from Sprat as well showing the expiry date, making sure those two match up. And then a copy of the Sprat logbook showing all relevant hours uh, that are correctly logged. So that's the information that needs to be sent over to Irata so if you can get all that in place and you meet the requirements of the hours then um, you should all be good. Once you've uh, gone through all of this um, and you turn up for the training, at the beginning of the training you must present the approval letter from Irata, copy of your Sprat certificate and your Sprat ID card uh, to show that they're in date and correctly filled out logbook. These will need to be presented to the assessor on the uh, assessment day as well. So you need to make sure you've got them there at the start of the training and then for the assessment. The uh, responsibility is put onto the assessor. So um, for the uh, points I just noted that need to be presented to the assessor, he needs to make sure that these are fulfilled before he can begin the assessment. So if you don't have your SPRAT certificate, ID card or logbook that are obviously they need to be in date and correctly filled out then uh, order letter from IRATA you won't be able to do the assessment so you need to make sure you've got all of those. Also the assessor will need to verify the identity of the candidate so uh, using some sort of government ID ensure that the person in the logbook is the person who uh, is being assessed Um, but that's pretty standard for all assessments these days. So what happens if it goes wrong? Um, If you fail the assessment? You can get a total of uh, two attempts at the assessment, so if you're going for the level three or the level two, you can have two attempts at that. Or if you're going for the level three, the assessor may uh, give you the option to take a RATA level two or a level one, um, if you haven't met the requirements of the level three. And the same being for a level two candidate, you may be awarded a level one by the assessor rather than the level two if you didn't meet those requirements. And finally, with the assessment, all of the criteria that's uh, laid out in the tax or training assessment and certification scheme needs to be followed. Just see the hours may be different through this document that's uh, come out from IRATA. As I mentioned, uh, this document is available on the IRATA website, Sprat to IRATA Conversion Procedure. I hope you guys found this useful, if there's anybody who's uh, interested in moving over from uh, sprat to Irata to potentially open some doors for you my opinion any training is good training but at the end of the day i want a uh, i want a ticket that's going to open some doors for me so you may be working in parts of the world where the sprat ticket has stood you in good stead but now you think that the Irata qualification may open a few doors so there is a uh, an option to move into the uh, Irata scheme not having to start at level one you could potentially come in at level two or level three if you meet the requirements that we've just chatted about so let's move over from the uh, Sprat conversion over to the soft conversion this is uh, for the guys up in the Scandinavian region who hold that qualification you may need to move over to the RR ticket for various platforms that you're working on if you're working in the offshore facilities or if you're looking to jump over into the North Sea sector, it may be that you need to hold the IRATA qualification. So this one could work out well for you guys. At the start of March, IRATA uh, released a new document of how technicians who hold the soft qualification can move over to the IRATA qualification. I'm just going to run through some of the requirements. The document is available on the IRATA website if you want to have a closer look. And obviously speak to your local training provider if... Uh, if you're keen on doing this. Similar to the Sprat to Irata conversion, there's the document, as I've mentioned, with a breakdown of what it is and what you need to do. The, uh, the first thing you need to do, uh, the prerequisite, is you need to get a center soft verification letter from the soft certification guys. This will show Irata that you have a soft qualification and what level, and it also has a record of the hours that have been worked and the validity of the certification. And that will need to be provided to the TMC, the IRATA Training Member Company. Once uh, the TMC's got this, they'll need to complete a document, FM 326, send it over to IRATA, training at IRATA.org, pretty standard uh, email address that gets sent over to. And then uh, that will be verified by the IRATA Head Office and then approval will be given to proceed onto the training course. There will be a uh, letter issued from IRATA and they need to make sure that that is present before any training starts and the IRATA assessor needs to verify that beforehand. So here come the basics. If you've got a soft level one, you can only move over to IRATA level one, so the standard four days training, one day independent assessment. And then uh, with the uh, level two, coming over to IRATA level two, if you have the current soft level two, qualification or soft level 3 assistant and you have a minimum of one year 12 months experience at the soft level 2 and a thousand hours recorded at any soft level you're eligible to convert over to Arada level 2 and you'll need to undertake four days training one day independent assessment for your uh, Arada level 2. If you hold a soft level 2 and you don't have the 1,000 hours required, you can only go for the Irada Level 1. So if you've got under those 1,000 hours, it's a Irada Level 1 ticket for you. Um, or hold on until you get the 1,000 hours, I guess. For guys moving over to Irada Level 3, you need to hold the soft Level 3 Safety Supervisor qualification and have a minimum of 700 hours recorded as a soft Level 3 Safety Supervisor to be eligible to move over to the Irada level three Um, same thing for those training one day independent assessment pass the assessment and you're uh, an IRATA level three technician if you have the soft level three safety supervisor qualification and you don't have the 700 hours required uh, you're eligible to convert over to the IRATA level two as outlined uh, above in this document i'm just running through as per the tax tc 101 candidate who's unsuccessful for either level two or level three may be awarded an IRATA certification at a lower level if determined appropriate by the assessor so if you're going for your level two or your level three you could walk away with a level one or a level two depending on uh, how your skills would or you could walk away with no qualification. One main difference between this one and the SPRAT to IRATA conversion uh, it doesn't actually mention any uh, amount of attempts you can have so in the Spratt to Arata certification, you're allowed two attempts at that level. Um, With this one, there are no restrictions. So that's uh, pretty good for you guys. Obviously, this is aimed more at the guys up in the Scandinavian region, you know, in Norway and places around there where this qualification's held. Could open some doors for some people. If you're working in the uh, in the North Sea up there, working in the Norwegian sector, it might be an easy way to convert over to working for some of the, um, some of the Scottish companies working in the uh, UK sector. Thanks for listening guys. As always, uh, really appreciate it. There's quite a few of you out there now. Uh, we're getting quite a lot of downloads, which I'm actually amazed and humbled by the fact that people want to listen to me talk about rope access, um, which is, uh, pretty strange and weird in, in my opinion. Uh, had quite a few messages from people giving me some advice of what I think I should do ways we should go really appreciate all of that advice getting pulled up on uh, certain words that I use um not being appropriate don't forget guys I'm just a rope tech who's uh sitting here pressing uh, record and shooting from the hip so um yeah apologies if I've upset anybody with any of the uh, the wording that I use but this is me as a rope access technician this is how I roll Got some more interviews going to be coming up uh, with some great people from various parts of the world. Um, I'm getting quite excited about them. I think the biggest problem I've got is uh, I'm only releasing one of these a week and that's really good because it means that the timeline works for me but we've got a few interviews and I just want to get them out because I think you guys will really appreciate the interviews that we've done. chatting to some people about where they've been, what they've done. Looks like I've even got some uh, representatives from Arata who have held various positions on Arata committees, um, Arata assessors, some Arata auditors, uh, some people that were there at the beginning of Arata, or very close to the beginning, trying to work real hard to uh, get some guys in uh, in the 500 club. There are Arata numbers less than 500. If there's anybody you think would be great to get on here, who you think's got some good stories, let us know on the Facebook page, Rope Access tips tricks and chats Um, be great to hear from you okay i'll see you on the next one stay safe cheers